Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be looking at Bereshis Shani, the second Aliyah in Parshas Bereshis. The topic of our Aliyah is Adam in Eden. Our Aliyah is 16 Psukim long running from Perik Bey's Posuk Dalet to Yud Tes. Basic summary of the Aliyah is we hear about the, the, the Toldois, the generations of the heavens and the earth as they are created, Vihibaram. And we hear that vegetation has not yet grown at this point in time because human beings were not there yet to tend the earth. And so therefore God did not bring the rain. At which point, then he brings a mist to the ground and everything comes out. Hashem, then we hear about the creation of human beings as Hashem creates human beings dust from the ground and breathes into them the breath of life. We hear then about the creation of this place called Eden, this garden in Eden, which he placed there. There's beautiful vegetation and fruit there, a river which emerges from the garden, splitting up into four different heads, Pishon around the land of the gold, Gichon around the area of Cush, Echideka, which went to the east of the area of Assyria, and the fourth being the Pras, the Euphrates. We then hear about Hashem took, uh, took Adam, places him in the garden, the Avda or Shamra to, to cultivate it and to guard it. He then tells him not to, to eat from all the fruits of the garden, but not the fruit of the Eitzadas, which is the tree in the middle of the garden. And then he says that it is not good. Lotov, the first time there's a Lotov in the Bible, is when he describes that the condition of being alone. So Hashem wants to make an Ezer, Kenegdoi, wants to make some sort of companion to Adam and gives there for him all the beasts of the field to name. And that's how Aralia ends, sort of on a, on a cliffhanger because we've not yet heard about this companion yet. A few basic points to ponder in our Aliyah. Point number one is you'll notice that there's a shift in the names of God in this Aliyah. In the first Aliyah we hear when we're called creation version one, we hear about Bereshis Bara Elohim. God as the name Elohim creates the world. In our Aliyah it's Hashem Elohim. That's the name, what's called Shem Havaya, the Yud Hey and then the Vav and the Hey, joined to the name Elohim. The way Chazal understand this is that in the, in the beginning, Hashem intended to create the world with strict justice as expressed in the name Elohim. However, Hashem saw that the world was not going to be able to survive with such strict justice and therefore appended to it also the Midas Harachimim, also the mercy necessary for the world to continue. It's interesting to note that Rebbe Chonon Vassman points out that there are certain human beings who live still in, we'll call it, version A of creation, which is the idea of strict just, justice and judgment. And that's an example is, is the Gemara in Menachos Adav Choftes Amud Alav tells us about the uh, terrible death, the torture of Rabbi Akiva, one of the greatest sages, one of the fathers, patriarchs of the Mishnah. Um, and as he was being tortured to death by, in, in an abysmal way by the Romans, the angels called out and said, and called out that college Baruch and said, Zu Zu is this possible that it could be that this is the what happens to a person who studies Torah so much and teaches Torah and HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, Shtok. He says, Kach Keep quiet, this is what I had thought initially. Rebbe Khanan points out that it's the same words used to describe this Chazal about how Hashem intended to create the world with justice, meaning to say that Rabbi Akiva was an individual who lived on the plane of the primordial intent of the world, which was with pure justice because he was so holy. And therefore he was treated in a different way to perhaps the more um, fo a foible um, more uh, um, um, weak human beings, which is the rest of the creation thereafter, which needs the name Hashem and Elohim as well. Another question which is worthwhile noting in Aliyah is when did the grass grow? You see, we have two accounts of creation. In, in Genesis 1, Bereshis Aleph, 
which is the first aliyah we hear about the plants emerging on day three. In this aliyah, we hear about it only after Adam, after humanity is around. Well, which is it? Rashi points out, in order to resolve this, really they were created, but they lay dormant under the ground on day three. But when human beings came and then saw there was something missing, prayed, then Hashem sent the foliage. Then Hashem sent the rain, which brought out the foliage. So essentially, it was a two-step creation process. That is fascinating because you see a very interesting model here, says Rapinkas in his Sefer called Sha'arim Bitzvila. That means to say that the earth and humanity really desperately need this part of the ecosystem for it to work, yet God will not yet give it until human beings realize it is lacking and ask for it. This answers a very important question the Maral asks. If we deserve what it is that we're praying for, then why should we pray? God should just give it to us because we deserve it. The answer is, just because we deserve it, God does not give it to us. Why? Because He wants a relationship with us. He wants us to ask for things even though we already deserve it. Even though the world deserved foliage, it needed human beings to realize its absence was was necessary for creation and to pray for it, facilitating its emergence. And that's what happens over here. It's interesting to note that this is the first time for Adam Ayim La'avod Esa Adama. This is the first time it mentions the word La'avod, to work, which essentially is the code word. It is the word also for Tvila, Avodah Shebalev. The first word, the time the word is used is to describe the lacking. What was lacking? The appreciation and prayer that human beings needed, needed to facilitate. A very important lesson, obviously, to come earlier early in the times of the Torah's description. Um, why is there a second creation uh, a, a creation account altogether? The second creation account in Perik Bays, which is Aralia, is much shorter and only focuses on various specific events in creation, most specifically the creation of human beings. Why are there two chapters? So it is worthwhile noting that the, the bibli biblical critics um, thought they had a great idea and they said, well, it must be that there were two authors. Well, that's not how it works. There's much, 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 much literature on this particular topic. And the Torah uses both a, a, um, crea creation accounts to emphasize different aspects of creation. In fact, Rav Soloveitchik has a book called The Lonely Man of Faith, which focuses, the entire book is just focused on the comparison of Bereshis Aleph to Bereshis Beis. There's a lot to talk about here. He talks about Adam 1 and Adam 2. Adam 1 created it as a composite man and woman. His job is to have dominion over the world and create, to, to rule over the world, earth. Adam too is created alone, needing to find a partner. His job is not dominion, but guarding and tending, introspection and reflection. Two different, uh, different parts of the personality of the human being necessarily emphasized differently in each of the two chapters, a much more sophisticated perspective. Now, last question that we're going to focus on today is what does it mean, Azar Kenagda? Who is this companion and what is this companion meant to be? For the human being. Well, Azer means a help, Kenegdo means against him. So those are two different words. In fact, those are opposite words. An Azer is pulling towards, a Kenegdo is pushing away from. So which way is it? Rashi says it depends on the actions of the human being. If the man will zaha, if he merits, then Azer, the, the, the companion, she will help him. If lo zaha, he did not merit, it'll be Kenegdo, which means that are, it's a binary option as to what the relationship will look like. If a person does not appreciate their spouse, does not give, only sees their spouse as a vehicle towards their own pleasure and self-enhancement, well, then it's not going to be such a great relationship. But Zohar, invest, turn toward, appreciate, understand, give to, I love unconditionally, well, that's Zohar, then that's going to be an Azer. However, the Haimek Dover of Natalitsu Yehuda Berlin looks at this differently, and he says, perhaps it's both at the same time. After all, let's imagine a person who's really, really lazy, gets married to a person who's even lazier. They will never get out of bed in the morning. At 10 o'clock, they'll, they'll hit the 50th snooze, and nobody will be able to get themselves out. 
if they, let's say, are very highly strung and two very highly strung people marry each other, well, they're going to be, they're going to be driving each other crazy because of their anxiety. It's important to have balance. It's important that similar characters not be so similar, that they're going to be somewhat different because difference creates tension. Tension creates growth. There needs to be in every healthy relationship an element of azer, of support, and there needs to be an element of connector. You need to have something which pulls you in the opposite direction of your natural tendencies, and that's what real relationships are made, with the balance of that azer and that connector, and that's what a real relationship is based on. These are some points to ponder on the second Aliyah of Baratius. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.